Welcome to another edition of Darling So It Goes. I'm your host, Pascal, and I hope that this has been a wonderful week for all of you. I so wish that we were all sitting around a campfire having these discussions each week so I could actually hear how your week's been going or what insights you can add to these topics. But alas, we must rely on social media and email to communicate with one another. And darling, so it goes. My week has been okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, when I thought about this episode this week, my week was going really great and whatever, but I'm just going to tell you why my week hasn't been so great. On Sunday, I had a um, celebration of life for a friend and it was really nice. And, you know, it's as happy as you can be when someone passes away. You know what I mean? So it was okay. But throughout the week, I found out that a friend's mother had passed away and she had been, you know, with her mother and it had been a long illness. And my poor friend is just so devastated and so heartbroken. And so as an empath, that breaks my heart too. And it's hard not to feel that when your friend is going through something. And then I just found out today that another friend's father passed away. And I know she's going to be devastated because she just adored this man. So my heart goes out to her as well. And I don't know, today was just not a good day. And I'm waving the white flag on this week and I'm ready for the week to be over. So that's been my week. So I hope I didn't bring you down. Um, I'm just clearing the, the energy from my week and I'm raising the vibration with all of you and I'm moving forward because that's what we do, right? Darling, so it goes and we keep moving forward. So in any case, um... I definitely have gratitude still in my heart for all of you. I have gratitude in my heart for my life coaching. This little business of mine is already starting to flourish and I love it so much and I still feel like it's what I'm meant to be doing. So that is very rewarding for sure. So Gratitude for all of that, especially for all of you. I appreciate everyone who has listened to even one of these episodes, and especially all of you who have listened to all of them. And I hope that this podcast is becoming a place where you can come to find some happiness, some help, and some guidance in your lives. So in that same spirit of helping... I wanted to let everyone know that I'm going to be giving free shout outs for small businesses every week between now and Christmas. Every small business that decides to participate will also receive a shout out on my social media pages as well. And isn't that what we're all here for to help one another? Listen in each week to hear what small businesses are available for shopping and to scoop up any deals that will only be available from listening to this podcast. 
The holidays will be here before you know it. So start shopping early and support as many small businesses as you can. Tonight's topic is how to find happiness as it's a topic that seems to be coming up frequently with my life coaching clients. I believe that everyone wants to be happy, but not everyone knows how to be happy. Let's see if we can do something about that this evening. But before we get started, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back to tonight's topic on finding your happiness. I want to first start by acknowledging that for all the doctors and scientists now know about the capacity of the human brain, they've barely begun to scratch the surface. And if you're listening to this episode 10 years from now, it might be shocking to you just how little we actually know about the abilities of the human brain to date. I'm always surprised how quickly science evolves especially when you hear stories on the news or have a personal connection with an illness or a disease. It seems like medicine, for example, has come leaps and bounds in the world of Alzheimer's from when my mother-in-law was diagnosed with early onset back in 2002. Everything from ways to prevent, slow its progression, and treat the disease have all made great strides since then. While the disease is definitely not a topic of great happiness, I wanted to start out by saying that for all we think we know about the brain, we are really in its infancy. And the brain, the reason I bring this up, the brain is responsible for helping to create our happiness. So let me explain what I'm talking about. The brain uses four primary chemicals to create positive emotions that you feel throughout the day and a great way to remember what those chemicals are is by using the acronym DOSE, D-O-S-E, and that stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Let's reference an article in Happy Feed to learn just a little bit more about each of these chemicals and how they affect our moods and our emotions. In simplest terms, dopamine causes that happy sensation you feel, that immediate high and satisfaction when you win at a game or when someone likes your post on social media. Dopamine is that instant happiness. Unfortunately, though, that feeling of satisfaction goes away very quickly, leaving behind a feeling of dissatisfaction. I remember sitting at a presentation at the kids' school called Screenagers, and it was all about the addictive effects of technology and chasing that high of winning games and social media likes. Dopamine feels so good and lasts for such a short period of time that it is a highly addictive drug, if you can believe it. Screenagers pointed out the importance of limiting screen time for teenagers, especially teenagers, as their brains are still developing and chasing that high can have big life life consequences. They showed a video about a boy who became so addicted to online gaming that he dropped out of school, stopped eating, 
and basically gamed 24-7. It's not just teenagers though, is it? How many of us check in on social media posts to see how many likes we've received to have one of two reactions? One, satisfaction because it's a high number, or two, disappointment with a low number. I even know a person who will actually call you out if you do not like and or share their posts because they take it all so personally. I also know someone who will call people out if they stop following their page. This is the place where we have come to in our world, you guys. Would you call someone and say, I'm angry because you didn't visit my store today? No. Then why is it okay to call someone and say, I noticed you didn't comment on my post or that you've stopped following my business page? It's the same thing. It's not okay, but we miss that dopamine hit so much that we have negative reactions when we don't receive it. That's just a little wake-up call for anyone who feels like maybe I'm speaking directly to them with their social media. It's not okay, you guys. So maybe check in with yourself if you find that you're starting to become angry with people because they're not reacting or commenting on your post or they don't follow your business page anymore or let it go, you guys. Life is too short. Find that happiness high in other ways. Don't react negatively to people in your life just because they're not feeding that high for you. The next letter was O in dose, and the O is for oxytocin. Oxytocin is another drug, another chemical that the brain releases when we come into physical contact with another person. I read that it is referred to as the hugging drug, and I instantly remembered my kid's kindergarten teacher, Miss Gould. She was the hugging teacher. Hugs were always so important to her because she knew that when the kids received a hug, they instantly felt good. She had a poem about hugs that hung outside of her classroom door, and she also had sayings about hugs all around her classroom. If the kids were having a hard time or just didn't seem themselves, she would say, do you need a hug? The answer always seemed to be yes, and the entire class knew they could always come to Miss Gould for comfort. It was so endearing watching her hug those babies. I can still picture her sitting on the edge of her wooden rocking chair, her knees to one side with outstretched arms. My daughter would hug her, and Miss Gould would wrap her long arms around her, put her chin on top of my daughter's head, and just hold her there for a few seconds. Not so long as to be awkward, but just a bit longer than you'd expect. It was like that sweet spot of time that told the kids that they really were loved and gave them a beat to actually feel it and hold on to it. What they were actually feeling was oxytocin, which gives us longer lasting feel feelings of calmness and safety, unlike dopamine. 
I have to say, since that time, I always hug people just a little bit longer. Not because I knew the part about the dopamine in, I mean, the oxytocin, I'm sorry, in the brain. Just because I remember Miss Gould hugging those kids just a little bit longer and they felt so good. So when someone really hugs you and really means it and hugs you just a little bit longer than you expect, doesn't it just feel extra loving? Honestly, like I just thinking about it and getting that feeling in my heart. The next letter in dose is serotonin. And serotonin is yet another feel-good chemical that we rely on daily and is found throughout your central nervous system. According to Healthline.com, serotonin is made from the essential amino acid tryptophan. This amino acid must enter your body through your diet and is commonly found in foods such as nuts, cheese, and red meat. Tryptophan deficiency can lead to lower serotonin levels. This can result in mood disorders such as anxiety or depression. This I did not know. All of the foods I love are all foods that can help lessen my anxiety and depression. It's a total win-win because I love food. Serotonin helps regulate your mood naturally. When your serotonin levels are normal, you feel happier, calmer, more focused, less anxious, more emotionally stable, and have less insomnia. So I'm starting to think as I'm talking to you that maybe my trick is I need to eat more cheese. Who doesn't love cheese, you guys? I don't eat more cheese because it's fattening, right? And it's high in cholesterol and, 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 and. There's so many reasons not to, but now my new excuse is going to be, well, I'm just trying to raise my serotonin level and I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Serotonin is responsible for our feelings of loyalty to others, our sense of pride, and our sense of accomplishment. A great example of this is the person who completes a 26.2 mile marathon and then thanks everyone who supported them along their journey to getting to the finish line, their family, friends, anyone who gave monetary donations to their cause. This feeling of gratitude comes from serotonin. The final letter in dose is E, which stands for endorphins. Since we're already talking about runners, endorphins are responsible for what is known as the runner's high. Most runners I know don't actually love the act of running. Some of them do, but most of them don't. But they crave that high that comes from running. That feeling of enduring the pain that gives the runner the high once they've completed their run. Again, Happy Feed wrote, It's even been argued that the joyful feeling you get from deep belly laughing is caused by endorphins. The contracting of stomach muscles is just enough quote-unquote pain to release a few feel-good endorphins into your body. 
Have you ever been so overtired that you start laughing and can't stop? You guys, this happens to me all the time. And honestly, it makes me have to laugh right now just thinking about it. It happens to me all the time and I try to laugh quietly when I'm in bed so I don't wake up my husband. But by trying to silence my laugh, I'm inadvertently shaking the bed so he ends up waking up anyway. He shouldn't be annoyed with me when this happens. He should blame the endorphins in my body that are trying to regulate themselves in a brain that is just too tired to function at its best. See, honey, I told you I can't help it. It's just the endorphins. You guys, I do it all the time. You must know what I'm talking about, like that you've started laughing and you're trying to be quiet, but then every time you try to be quiet, you start laughing again. It's the worst, seriously, but it's the funniest and the best all at the same time. All right, let's get back on track here before I start laughing now, because then I'm not going to be able to stop. So how can we use dose, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins to train our brains to be happy? First, start by eliminating things from your diet, such as sugar and processed foods. These things all suppress dopamine in your body. Be sure you're getting enough protein in your diet as well to support that dopamine. But beyond diet, because I don't just want to focus on diet, one of the easiest ways that I find to feel happy is to do something kind for someone else. And let's face it, the world definitely needs more of that. It's so easy to do a kindness or to pay it forward. One super simple way is just to pay for someone's morning coffee. Frequently, when I'm in line at my local coffee shop, I'll ask the cashier what the person behind me has ordered. If it's an order I have enough money with me to cover, I'll just pay for their order. Then I don't stick around so they can wave or thank me. I get the heck out of there. One of the best parts I find about paying it forward is staying anonymous. A few years back, a friend of mine and I decided to have a pay it forward day with our kids. There are five of them collectively. We had a pizza dinner date to start making plans. Then we went to the local dollar store and had carts full of self-care items so we could make up individual self-care bags. We took some money and purchased several $5 gift cards at a couple of chain restaurants. We bought flowers to hand out to random strangers. We spent an evening putting together care packages and making cards, tying ribbons, and putting all of our love and care into what we were doing. And it wasn't just my friend and I who were doing this. All five of the kids helped as well, and they seriously had the best time, you guys. On the agreed-upon date, we loaded up all together in my van and headed into Boston. We had donations for a children's shelter of coloring books and crayons. We had donations to men's and women's shelters 
of individual personal care packages. Everything from socks, combs, and sanitary items to toothbrushes and toothpaste. We went out to lunch with the kids at a sit-down restaurant and anonymously paid for another family's lunch. We handed out gift cards to police officers, construction workers, and just random people in the city. We handed out our bouquets of flowers, flower by flower, to miscellaneous strangers. Of everything we did that day, it seemed to be the flowers that made the biggest impact on people. One individual flower made the biggest impact. It wasn't the monetary things that we did. It was one flower. We went home tired, but totally energized with lessons learned and feelings of fulfillment, happiness, and pride. To this day, my kids still refer to that day as one of the best days of their lives. Talk about creating happiness, you guys. I'm not sure why we haven't made this day happen again, but we definitely need to do that because who doesn't need more of one of the best days of their lives, right? You don't need money to train your brain to be happy. There are plenty of other things you can do to increase your daily dose of happiness. See how I use that acronym there? (laughs) Start doing things that give you an instant hit of dopamine, healthy things. I don't mean feeding your technology habits. What sorts of things have you done in your life that give you instant gratification? Cook a meal for someone who is overworked and overtired. Give random strangers sincere compliments. If you like their hair, tell them. If they look particularly lovely in their clothes that day, compliment their outfit. If you take public transportation, give up your seat to an elderly person, a pregnant woman, a mom with kids. Let someone out in traffic. Any unexpected act of kindness puts positive energy into the world and makes someone else's day happier and boosts your own dopamine, in turn, training your brain for happiness. Another way to train your brain for happiness is to start offering physical affection more often. Let that oxytocin fly free. Hug your spouse, your friends, your relatives. Hug your kids more often. Hug your pets. Hug a tree. Hug yourself. Not only are you sharing your love and kindness, all of those hugs are training your brain to be happy. I don't recommend hugging random strangers without permission, however, but I would highly recommend more hugs in your life. More hugs equal more happiness. If you want to increase your serotonin, do things that make you proud of yourself. There's an old saying, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Be mindful of your daily tasks and take pride in each and every one of them. If you're making yourself a bowl of fruit for breakfast, be proud of your artistic creation. Be proud of the fact that you've made a healthy choice. If you have a car, wash it and clean the inside. 
Be proud of your vehicle. Take pride in your home. Take pride in caring for yourself, for all of your needs, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Spend some time writing in your journal about all the things you did that day that you took pride in doing or that made you feel proud. And happiness isn't just about taking pride in yourself. If someone else makes you feel proud, tell them about it. Try to notice things about others that give you a sense of pride. I think this is easiest to do with our own children and then with our partners. I actually just sent my hubby a text yesterday morning to tell him that I was so proud of how he's handling everything that he has going on right now. He has a lot of plates in the air between work and home, and he's managing it all somehow. He's exhausted, but managing, and it makes me so proud of him. I get the dose of serotonin in sharing my pride, and he gets a boost from hearing an unexpected compliment. Sprinkle that stuff everywhere, people. Get it on everybody. Get your endorphins flowing by creating or changing up your exercise routine. If you're more of a couch potato sort of person, maybe make a plan to walk in your neighborhood or in a local park three days a week. If you're a marathon sort of person, keep up the good work, but maybe add a small something into your new routine. If you are like most people and fall someplace in the middle between the couch potato and the marathoner, take a look at your daily life and see where you can add a bit more movement. Try it for a few weeks and see how you feel. The best part of trying it for a few weeks is that within 21 days of doing something new, you will have created a new habit. You will have, in fact, trained your brain to do something that gives you the feel-good feels. You'll be healthier and you'll be happier. Plus, who isn't happier when they feel better? One thing I always use to train my brain to be happy is to notice and have gratitude for all that I already have in my life. I have gratitude for my little family and our health, for my home, for our food, our vehicles, our safety, for every dollar that flows to us, for our true friends, for all of our happy moments, for our hard times that have taught us so much. I can go on and on. Each day, in every moment, there is something to have gratitude for. Let gratitude be your vehicle to happiness. If it doesn't come naturally, retrain your brain to gratitude and happiness. Start a gratitude journal or even just a gratitude sheet of paper. Every day, take a minute to jot down at least three things that you have gratitude for from your day. It's a great habit to begin your day and end your day with gratitude. You'll start to notice that the more you have gratitude for in your life, the more you'll have to be happy about. There are lots of books about retraining your brain for happiness and lots of podcasts on happiness as well. Take some time to contemplate what brings you happiness. Try new things and see what makes you feel happy, fulfilled, proud. 
Take some time to speak to other people and find out what makes them happy. You might just get happier in the conversation itself. So in the spirit of happiness for the upcoming week, I drew a card before I started recording tonight's episode. And this is the card that jumped out at me. Um, This deck is the Getting Into Your Vortex card deck from Esther and Jerry Hicks. And it's the teachings of Abraham. And I've talked about Abraham on this show before, but if you've ever listened to Esther when she channels Abraham, she speaks in a sort a sort of rhythm that isn't just normal conversation. And so when I'm reading you this card, I want you to remember that because it's not the same sort of flow that's kind of sing-songy that most people have when they speak. So in any case, if you've never listened to Esther Hicks channel Abraham, I highly encourage you to do it. You can find some amazing videos of this on YouTube. Just search up um, Abraham and Esther Hicks. And there's also podcasts with Esther Hicks where um, she does these presentations that you can buy tickets for and people ask questions and she channels Abraham to answer their questions about, you know, finding happiness in their life and living in the vortex and which basically means living in the flow. So in any case, I digress. Back to the card. I just wanted to let you know that if it doesn't seem sing-songy the way many cards do, that is why. So the card that jumped out at me is, I can find harmony by feeling for improved thoughts. And what it says on the card is this, if we were contemplating an action that caused negative emotion, we would not proceed with the action until we had resolved the negative emotion. We would make sure that we had come into alignment with source before proceeding. By feeling for the improved thought in time, and usually in a short time, you will feel the harmony of your source, and you will know the appropriateness of your behavior. We would not look for the long lists of rights and wrongs, but instead, we would feel for the emotion of alignment with source. So this card, I, like I always say, I'm always in shock at what jumps out, but I wasn't in shock at all when I saw that, you know, we're talking about happiness and finding happiness. And the card that jumped out is I can find harmony by feeling for improved thoughts And we were talking about retraining our brain to find happiness and to continue our happiness. So anyway, I just want you to really start to notice in your daily life what things really give you that little, maybe it's not even a spark yet, but just that little, 
huh, I did just notice that that made me feel a little more up, if only for a brief moment. Start to pay attention to it and then do more of what that was. Start to pay attention to the people around you. Give out compliments and see how that makes you feel. If you're standing in the checkout line at the grocery store and there's a cute little kid in a cart in front of you, give them a little wave and a smile. Instantaneously, you feel perked up. You feel more playful. You feel more alive. You feel less ho-hum about standing in a line at the grocery store and you just feel more up and happy. You know, maybe if you're in that same line at the grocery store and the kid in the shopping cart in front of you is being whiny or throwing a fit and the mom or the dad just kind of seem at the end of their rope with all of it, maybe give the mom or the dad a compliment. Maybe just say something like, you're doing a great job, mom, keep it up. Hang in there, dad, you're almost done. You know, anything like that, giving a compliment, offering support, also ricochets back and brings happiness to you as well. So by spreading happiness, you're bringing happiness back to yourself. You're pulling it in. We always talk about what energy we put into the universe comes right back to us like a reflection in a mirror. So the more you can put happiness and gratitude and pride out, the more you're going to receive back. And if you receive it back, but you don't notice it, it's not going to have as big of an effect on you as if you train your brain to start noticing these little things. Once you start purposefully putting good energy out into the universe, it's almost like you're automatically going to start noticing when it comes back at you. So I challenge you this week to at least five times do some sort of kindness, whether it be a random act of kindness whether it be an act of kindness that you don't get any acknowledgement for because you do it anonymously, if you've never done that, please try that one this week because honestly, it's the greatest feeling. Um, I lost my train of thought. We said random act of kindness, an act of kindness that's anonymous, um, maybe telling someone that you have gratitude for something that they have done that makes your life a little better. Um, hug someone this week that maybe you wouldn't normally hug, but if you're leaving your friend's house and maybe you don't normally hug your friend, just give them a big hug. Hug someone this week that you would normally hug anyway, but hug them just a little bit longer and notice how that hug just feels slightly different, how it feels slightly better, how you hold on to that feeling from the hug just a little bit longer 
because you had held the hug just a little bit longer. So five things, guys. It's a long week, seven days in the week. You don't even have to try every single day, but I promise that the more you try, the more it's going to come naturally and the more you're going to find yourself happy more often. So just remember, no matter what the upcoming week has in store for you, try to stay happy and wicked relaxed by saying, darling, so it goes. Keep moving forward and don't forget to go within. Good night. Thank you for enjoying Darling So It Goes. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving me a great review on your listening platform. Every five-star review lets more and more people find Darling So It Goes. If you have any questions, comments, or an idea for an episode, please feel free to email me at 222-DARLINGSOITGOES at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can follow Darling So It Goes on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with episode information and be the first to know about news and new projects. Please consider sharing these pages with your friends and family so they too can be in the know. Thanks again for listening.